Now it's time for Girl Talk with Julie Buck and Nicole Genovese on the Big 550 KTRS. Welcome to Girl Talk on the Big 550 KTRS, the talk of St. Louis. I'm Julie Buck. Nicole Genovese is out this week. However, however, I am very lucky to introduce my next guest, who is Randy Naughton. You know her from Fox 2 many, many years in your living room in the morning, getting your kids out the door, the mm-hmm. whole deal, just as lovely as ever, and a former KTRS employee yes. and we're thrilled to have her on the program today randy Naughton, thank you for being here i am so thrilled to be back seeing everyone here sitting in my old chair when i was on the martin kilcoin show i think it needs to be reupholstered it's been you know too long <laughs> no it's definitely the same upholstery it, it's, i know it's <laughs> absolutely very warm yeah it's just excuse it we're we're uh we're in the middle of redecorating here at the big 550 uh that's what i like to say so um let's go back and let's start Years ago, when you started as a sports reporter, if, right, I'm, right. if I'm right, is that right. correct? Well, when I came to St. Louis, I think in the late 80s, I had worked in Buffalo um, in radio and television. I had a late night TV movie show, and I did, was an entertainment reporter. I was on the radio. So my husband, once he retired from baseball, he used to be a pro ball player, um, his family's here. And he said, oh, I want to move back to be with my family because his mom was recently widowed. And I said, okay. So I hit the phones, and I said, oh, you know, I'm coming to St. Louis. Can I get a job? Can I get a job? So I ended up getting a weekend overnight job. I think it, I think it was Y98. I'm not sure. Um, and then I ended up. You're getting, not sure. Well, I think it was that's where I started. Right. Okay. But then I ended up going to CBS Radio KMOX KLOU downtown in the One Memorial Building, and that's where I met and stayed for a while. It was the oldies station. And um, and then from there, I went back to Y98, and then I all the time I was hounding the people at TV going, hey, I used to work in TV. Hire me, hire me. So they did um, on a part-time basis. I think I did, you know, part-time weekend stuff. It was called Randy Round Town. So I oh, was my at, gosh. I totally remember that. Yeah, I was that. at the zoo one day, and I, Elliot Davis was tossing to me. He's like, let's go to the zoo, Randy Round Town. She's in the middle of it. And I go, you're not kidding, Elliot. I was literally standing in llama poop or oh something. Oh, my gosh. So, so literally in the middle yeah, of it. Yeah. So I just did. And then once a sports opening came about in 94, I marched right on into that news director, Bill Barra. And I said, listen, you need a sports reporter. I'm a huge fan. Let me do it. Have you ever reported sports before? No, but I'm a huge fan. I know a lot about sports, and if I don't, I'll learn it and just tell everybody. And he hired me, which I love. I just if knocked you on that door. Go back on the in the time machine to 1994. There weren't really any women Mm-mm. involved in sports reporting. At all. No, not It was like the fabulous sports babe was the only. Do you remember her? I do remember her. And she was mostly on radio and she was bombastic and knew her stuff. And frankly, I don't think a man would have the nerve to challenge her because she was, as as I said, bombastic. She was great. When they said, okay, let's see what you can do. I remember in 94, a prelude to the Olympic Games was something called the Olympic Festival. And St. Louis hosted it. Oh, yeah. And Fox 2 at the time was one of the gold sponsors. And suddenly they're down a sports reporter and they're like, "Uh uh-oh. And I said, well, let me do it. The first sports story I ever did was about dressage, equestrian, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know anything about equestrian. I didn't know about – but I learned a lot and I reported on it. 
and they liked what I did. And then I, a million years later, your daughter. Yeah, is, my daughter's an equestrian. Oh, I own so a mini horse. I know a lot more than I used to. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, so everything I did, you I learned. You could do a book report on no it No doubt. Yeah. Everything, I, everything I did, I learned on the job as far as being a sports reporter. The awkwardness of going into the locker room, the clubhouse, the field, you know, spring training, all that stuff. And it's got to be better now for women in the in the media in that position. But back then, I'll tell you, I was just uh, finishing my last year of college in 1994 and kind of starting at Y98. Mm-hmm. And I met you yeah. and, and you were super nice to me and super helpful. And I was in way over my head and didn't know what the heck was going on. I remember the dumbest thing I said to you, the stupidest thing I ever said. I'm like, Julie. um," And at the time, your brother Joe was announcing the Louisville Cardinals, Uh which is the AAA affiliate of the St. Louis Cardinals. My husband played on the team at that time. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And everyone's going, oh, that's Joe Buck. That's Joe Buck. Um, He's only 22. And I go, oh, he's really good. Oh, my gosh. Who's Joe Buck? No, I'm from New York. Well, that's fine. I follow American League teams, the Yankees and the Toronto Blue Jays. I didn't know who Joe Buck was. They go, that's Jack Buck's son. And I go, who's Jack Buck? I'm a dope. I don't know. Um, I'm a baseball wife at this time. And so when I ended up meeting you at Y98, I said, I think probably the dumbest thing that probably should get me smacked in the face today. I can't can't wait to hear it because I don't don't remember. remember. I said, you know. With a name like Buck, you could go far. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've heard what? that from like 9 million course, people in my life. But I think life. back and I like, oh, that's just cringe. Why no, I- you actually, I look at it completely different. I, In my mind, you really kind of showed me a path to going even to Fox 2 and showing me how to do these entertainment reports. Yeah. And and you didn't have to do that. And I remember thinking, why is she being so nice to me? Well, one thing I do like is to mentor people. Ironically, you mentioned about mentoring in Fox 2. There was you, Mitch McCoy, who is now a reporter on Fox 2. He used to be a producer here at KTRS and always wanted to be a reporter. And he is an incredible investigative reporter now. I've helped. I won't say I'm responsible, but I helped mentor him, him quite along the way. Mark Zinn, who used to be a producer here at here at KTRS, is used to, and then went to do weather in St. Joe, and now he's back in St. Louis. I also mentored him, and I have a lot of people reach out to me and interns, and let me see your let me see your reel, let me see your tape. Oh, that shirt looks terrible. Do you cut but your the, hair? But that's what you that's what you need. You I, can't I, just be a yes person no. and then just file it away. You'll be honest and sometimes brutally honest. Yeah, and absolutely that. That brings us to why you're here, which I want people to to know what's coming up in your life, because I want to get caught up on everything that we have missed because we've missed seeing you on our TVs the last couple of years. But what are you up to these days? Well, I tried the retirement thing for a year and a half. I retired. I won't say retired. I left that TV job from Fox 2 in July of 22. And I said, "Okay, okay, I don't mind sleeping in. For well, me, because you used to get up at what time? One thirty-two. Okay, so the middle years. of the night. Yeah, and so I said I'll sleep in. So that means anywhere between five and six p.m. or six a.m. I'm sorry. Um, and I'm like do 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 do, and oh, I got a mini horse. I'm going to run to the barn and see how he's doing, and do this that. My husband loves to golf and fish, so he does his thing. So I found to myself, it's like you know what? I kind of miss interviewing people and talking to people. And on TV, you were limited 
with three minutes or less to do it. Yeah. You know, pictures and picture thing and, and boom, boom, and you're in and you're out. You have a time limit. So I said, I'm going to start a podcast, which original, right? Everybody and their brothers got a podcast. But I'm because why? Because I have more to say. And I want to be able to do a deeper dive into some of these conversations. And so I have a new podcast called More to Say with Randy Naughton. It launched last week with episodes one and two. So far, it's doing very nicely, but please listen, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Yeah, download I, it. Right. I got to learn all the lingo. I got to learn how and it all works. And you can find it anywhere podcasts yes, yeah. are, are served Spotify, up, Spotify, right? Apple, uh, you know, all your and streaming And the name services. of it again is? More to Say with Randy Naughton. Okay. And then the, the guest list so far. So far, I've got, as they say, in the can, pre-recorded a number of episodes the first one I did was with a lady named Patricia Cavanaugh, and she is a clinical psychologist out of San Francisco, and she runs a website called thirdact.com, which basically, when you Google, how do you prepare for retirement, right? Because I don't feel like I'm old enough to be one of those older. Right, I know what you mean. Um, yeah, I just yeah. don't feel that. And and everything you saw, most of it, 95% was about your finances and your money, and you have enough for retirement, and are you going to prepare for this? I'm like, mm, my husband has done all that. And I'm like, no, how do you mentally prepare to kind of switch gears? And I had her on, and she is great. She she literally gave me a therapy session in that one conversation. Oh, I love that. It was fantastic. She helped enlighten me, enlighten the listeners and the viewers, and just to talk about, you know, what retired life looks like because for my husband – I say that he has mastered the art of retirement. Right. Fishes, golfs, you know, likes to watch his movies. He's fishing in Florida right now, which but, is great. Which is great. But you've got more hours in the day to fill. And you were used to being probably exhausted by noon because you were up at one thirty in the morning. No doubt. And that's one of the things. And, and I hate to use this word hostage, but I was kind of held hostage by my schedule because right. I wasn't able to go out and socialize during the week. And someone would say, Come out for dinner on a Thursday. We'll we'll meet at seven. I go, I can't. I'm in my jammies and in bed. So I have to kind of relearn how to socialize and how it's to interesting. you know, and I feel like I'm a big girl and I feel like, oh, look at me, I'm up at eight PM and I'm out of the house on a weekday. Right. Who do I think I am? And <sighs> it's just as a real strange dynamic. You you really have to switch your thinking. And if anybody is looking at retiring or stepping away or downsizing or whatever. Listen to this first episode of the podcast with Patricia Cavanaugh. It's entitled, Who Are You Calling Retired? She's great. It's really great. Episode- Is she retired? <laughs> no, she runs no, this psychology. She does She does virtual um, therapy sessions. Oh, and I love it. It's, it's called third, 3rdact.com, thirdact.com. Okay. And it's great. And my second episode, I still pinch myself because he agreed to do it. The incomparable Bob Costas. That's amazing. I could now. Normally, the episodes are twenty to thirty minutes. Uh huh. Mm, Mr. Costas yapped for forty-four minutes and so many seconds, and I'm like, oh my god, he yapped. Oh my god. I was so excited. All good yapping. All good yapping. He was lovely and gracious, and I told him about how I was, how I was fangirling over him when I saw him. At a baseball writer's dinner, and he knew my name. I'm like, oh because he lived here in St. Louis, oh God, right? Bob and you were a TV yeah. personality. Yeah, of course, you know, he knew your name. I'm, I'm uh, kind of dopey. Everybody knows your name, Randy Naughton. Uh, but but this is Bob Costas, you know. 
And so we ended up having a great conversation um, about pretty much everything, about athletes turning broadcaster, about the Internet and Twitter and social media and how he thinks it has ruined a part of sports journalism. Wow. And I will say he went off a little bit about that. He went off. And I'm like, (gasps) and I'm typing to my producer. I'm going, oh, my gosh, can you believe he's doing this? Oh, my gosh, can you believe he's saying that? And then we got into sports and politics. When two worlds collide, he went off on that, too. He went off and, you know, I won't Can you tell us a little bit? Like, does he think that sports and politics should not intersect? He believes there is a place for it. And he he, he he cites many, many examples. But then he also plays devil's advocate and talks about, you know, Colin Kaepernick and how he was protesting against uh, police brutality against minorities. And he talked about how he thinks... You know, of course, your message is important, but there's a time and a place. So he went off on that and about how everything is so divided and if, and, and about fat guys in their basement with potato chip crumbs on their belly <laughs> with a hot take and a, and, a, and a phone spewing about this team or that. In their mom's basement, in their mom, Randy. Totally. Yeah. And he was, and I'm thinking, listen to Bob Costa. I didn't think he was big into social media. He's, I mean, I don't think he is active on social media. But, but he's he, very aware. He's aware of what social media has done to the sports journalism landscape. Um, and I ask him about, would he ever consider politics? What about retiring? And he gave me answers to both. And I'm not telling because you have to listen. Right. You have to listen to more <laughs> to say with Randy Naughton. It's a podcast. It's available now anywhere podcasts can be found. Mm-hmm. You can find it. You can download it. Hopefully you subscribe to it and you love it, right? Girl, you sell that. I All love right. It. Yeah. Let's do it. Another one that I was so thrilled to talk to was Alan Hunter. You're probably okay. too young no. to know this. One no, of the, we've had him on the Carney Show. One of the original MTV VJs, who yep. now lives in St. Louis. And it always blows my mind when I go to the 80s on 8 and I hear him and I think, he is in St. Louis. I don't, he, he records he the show here. from his home yeah. in Webster. Uh-huh. And we talked about, you know, the big 80s and how it started and the, the money he got to go buy wardrobe at Macy's and nobody knew what they were doing and... How we almost ended up working at the same place together. How cool. Yeah. And how tightly knit that group of people, the original yeah. MTV VJs, are still. They are still, but they weren't always that way. Oh. He gave me a little nugget about how he and another VJ didn't get along. Are we naming names? You Not have to listen talent, to the you pod. gotta listen. <laughs> a lot of, gotta listen to more to say with Randy Naughton. Yep. So I'm, I'm kind of thrilled to be able to do it, and I'm working on gathering some more um some more guests for, I guess you could call it season two. We're scattering out the episodes. It's one and two. I think I got another one being released this coming Tuesday, which is Dr. Ian Smith. He is a, if you turn on Rachel Ray, Oprah, The View, blah, blah, blah. He was on President Obama's uh, Council on Fitness. He is a health and fitness guru. He's written countless books on health and fitness, help people lose literally millions of pounds with his programs. And he's got a new book out called The Met Flex Diet. And then he's working on another one called Eat Your Age. Because I asked him, I said, you know what? One of your programs might not work for me. You know, I'm going to be 62. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm in that middle age group, a woman of a certain age, which, by the way, I don't care that people know how old I am. I don't care either. But, you know, 
I mean, I'm 51. Yeah. And my mom, if you even go near bringing it up, she still lies. <laughs> she told somebody the other day. Wait a minute, does she know you're saying this? Yes, she does. She, well, maybe, maybe not. I don't know what she can do about it. But she she told somebody that she was, it was Susie Gorman's mom. We ran into Susie Gorman yeah. and her mother at dinner. And we were talking. And my mom lies about her age and then follows it up with, well, I was premature. And but and Wait I'm like, a minute. I'm like Let's that doesn't do even the math, make sense. <laughs> you were three weeks premature. That doesn't make you four years younger, Mom. She's like, well, stop talking about it. I mean, she gets really well. You know what? Sensitive. That's, that's a, her prerogative. It is her prerogative, and it's a different. Um, I don't know, different genre, different yes. age group, yeah, different generation, different mindset. Yeah, on total, that. and you and I are like, hey, here we are. You know you're what? In your fifties, I'm in my fifties. You're in your sixties. As I aged on mm-hmm. TV over thirty years at Fox, too, and it, that's tough. Ugh, oh my gosh! I, I mean, I, you know, it's hard enough when you're not on TV. The the <laughs> emails you get, your hair doesn't look good like Aww. that. What is that eyeshadow? I could see your bra bulge. You need new spanks. What are those shoes? Um, oh, yeah. talk about the keyboard warriors. Oh, the keyboard cowboys. Oh, they are very oh. brave. But then here's the trick. You know, and I I understand not every not everyone's going to like what you're wearing. Not everyone's going to like what you say or how you look or it so, makes it, me hurt. It makes my yeah. whole everything hurt to see hear that people sent you messages like that. Every 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 This is why I could day. never do TV. Every day. I would be a wreck. But the 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 way I responded to that was you know, I've learned in this business you can't please everybody. Thanks very much for watching. Anyway, see you tomorrow morning. Oh, kill them with, with kindness. kindness, right? I know. I've always taught but my some daughter. Some days. Oh, believe me when I when I hit send and log off, and then you're like, you bleep 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 bleep. bleep. <laughs> Few choice words, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's very difficult for a woman to be on TV. And oh gosh, when HD TV came along. That was that is not an aging woman's friend. But I remember know. Karen Foss was talking about that right when, oh, yeah. when she, right when she was kind of exiting the, the uh, TV in St. Louis. She was talking about even just like one little hair out of oh, place. Everything. I mean, it is like looking at yourself in one of those magnifying mirrors, yes. you know, that are oh so fun, no doubt. And then you had to get all special makeup for it, and you know, to to combat this, that, and you know. I've learned tricks to put white eyeshadow in the inside corner of your eye because it helps brighten Reflect. up your eyeballs. Exactly. Oh. So you learn a lot of tricks. But you know what? Age catches up with you. No matter what. No matter what. And and I look how I look. You look good for 62. It's like, well, this is how I'm supposed to look. You look fabulous. I'm 62. You always have. Thank You've always you. been beautiful, not just on the outside, but on the inside, too. Like I said, me being 21 years old and thinking... Why is Brandy Naughton being so nice to me? I mean, I just, and you were worried about what you said to me, and I I never even thought of what it. What a dope. I never even <laughs> thought of it. I just thought You know, you, were... you could go far with a name like Buck. Well, what? here I am at I the Big 550, <laughs> you know. No, you don't. You don't deserve a kick. You deserve a pat on the back for mentoring people like the people that you mentioned earlier. And I still earlier. do. I still like to. And you like still do to. it. Absolutely. Um, if there's any young journalists, TV people, you know, I have a website, randynaughton.com. If you want to email me, randy with an I, randy at randynaughton.com. I'm open to anything. And it's like, you know, tell me what you think about the podcast. Ask me anything. Ask I'm, me what eyeshadow I put in the corner of my eye to reflect 
uh, the light, right? It's I mean, math number 47. I, see, I don't know I what I knew it there is. was an answer to that yeah. question. Um, let's talk about your daughter, if yeah. you don't mind. I'd not love to all. catch up with what she's doing these days. My daughter is now, believe it or not, just turned 30 last July. Um, she is a, uh, what is it, a property management. Okay. She works for a local company called West End Management. My daughter, Alex, who's my pride and joy, she's my one and only. She is married now four years to a lovely young man who is from the Czech Republic. Um, His name is Camille, and we adore him. I mean, if I was going to have another child, it'd be him. I love him. Well, that's so beautiful. Love him to pieces. So it's not like, oh, it's my mother-in-law, like you and my son-in-law. It's like a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful relationship between myself, my husband, my daughter, and our son-in-law. And, you know, he is... He's our pride and joy just like she is, especially it's not that we feel responsible for being that because he is away from his family. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, they're still there. Yeah, they're still there. But he, you know, talks on the phone every day with his niece and um, talks with his parents all the time. And we have yet to meet them. Um, I think I've said hello over FaceTime. But, you know, it's just great when you have that feeling and you can say, "Okay, she's. They're they're good together. They're doing fine. I love that. Now they they she drives me crazy as a child does still, um, and I drive her crazy. But that's just as a mom does mother daughter dynamic, right? right? That happens. And she's as you mentioned an equestrian and a horse trainer, and she has her horse. And she used to be an English hunt, hunter jumper. Now she likes to run. And bar- she went far with all of that. Very, yeah, she was a state champion. Yeah. yeah, she did very well. And now she likes rodeos in the country life and. I've been to rodeos and I think they're a blast. They're my husband kind of took me kicking and screaming. I was like, I don't want to go to a. We were in Wyoming. It was during COVID. Oh gosh, that's when it was like the best experience of my life. I would go back in a second. Well, I was in Finland about a year ago. My retirement trip to myself with my sister. She said, "Let we wanted to see the Northern Lights and go." You know, you are adventurous, girl. Well, I'm. And now I can be. Right. So she calls me and I'm in, sleeping literally in this glass igloo in the middle of Finland waiting for the northern lights to pop out. My daughter calls me, Mom, we're at this horse auction. It's, the, all these horses are going to go to slaughter tomorrow. There's <gasps> this little – and it's it's a thing. It's a real thing. Oh, and I it's know. heartbreaking. You never want to go. She said, there's this little guy – He's only 32 inches tall, and he's thin, and he's skinny, and he's starving, and all the big horses are picking on him, and he doesn't have an eye, and it's infected. I go, buy him. Oh, like, my gosh. She goes, what? I go, buy him. I go, and my husband knew nothing about Surprise, that. surprise. He, so <laughs> she comes back, and sure, he's a mess. He's malnourished. He can't even get vaccinations because his body won't handle it right. And I said, oh, I'm going to nurse him back to health. So we gave him his surgeries, took care of his eye. He's fattened up. I named him Uno because of his one eye. I and love him. He's the sweetest boy, and I adore him, and I feel proud that I saved him. Oh, I yeah. lo- have, have you ever met with my friend from R&R Ranch Minis? Of course. We were there just uh, before Christmas, my daughter and I. Is that go- the most magic pl- magical place you've ever been? Cleanest barn I've ever seen in I my life. I say that all the time. I'm like, you would literally eat off the floor. Yeah. I would eat... I mean, these horses live and they better, should. and they should. They went from the scariest, most abusive situations yes. in some, many cases to uh, living the life of, like, the royal family. Yeah. It's And she does amazing work with her family and an amazing facility. So 
and they do take reservations for tours, so I'd suggest you look them up. R&R, R&R. Ranch yep. Minis. Yep. Yeah, love the Rolf family there. Incredible. All right, Randy Naughton, you've always got more to say. And always. so we're so glad to have you back on the airwaves. Thank you. It's via a podcast right now, and you can go listen anytime you want. It's downloadable, just like any other podcast. Anywhere you find your podcast, you can find this. More to say with Randy Naughton. I feel like we could talk for the next hour. Well, let's do it again sometime. Our, so, okay. How's that? Anytime you want. I'll be here. All righty. All right. Thanks for coming in. <laughs> so nice to see you all. You too. This is the Big 550 KTRS, the talk of St. Louis. We'll be back with more on Girl Talk. Now back to Girl Talk with Julie and Nicole on KTRS. It was so much fun to catch up with Randy Naughton on Girl Talk on the Big 550 KTRS. Now you're in for a real treat, especially if you watched the most recent season of The Voice. St. Louisan and musical superstar, it's Ruby Lee. Well, if you just had like this kind of singing voice like Ruby Lee, you could go on a show like The Voice and win big and just kick off your career. Listen to how awesome this is. I gotta believe you don't just get on the voice if you've got a beautiful voice. We learned from the early days of like Idol and things, the thousands of people in line for auditions and all of that before they even get to that stage. Um, so let's ask somebody who did it and killed it. Ruby Lee, hi, welcome to the program. Hey, how are you doing? Good, good, congrats. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. From one Missouri girl to another, we are super proud of you. And I feel like I knew you were going to pick Team Reba when the chairs started turning around. I mean, you just had to do it. Was there any doubt in your mind, even for a second? Actually, you know, I've heard that at least a thousand times. Um, But I honestly, I was really close to picking Niall um, because, you know, what you guys don't see is I'm I'd be on stage. I was on stage for about an hour and a half for my audition and they only air like, you know, 45 seconds of the coaches actually talking to you. Um, but Niall was fighting really hard for me and Reba was just kind of sitting in her chair smiling. And I'm like, I feel like Reba thinks I'm just going to pick her because I'm country. I'm like, I need someone that really wants me. Um, and Niall was fighting really hard. And then uh, Reba used her, her trick, which each of the coaches get one trick that they can use one time on one contestant throughout the blind. And, Ruby used hers on me, um, which is kind of one of those things like, hey, I really want you. Please pick me. And it was the hair. All the the crowd was putting up the cardboard hair and chanting Reba. That was her trick. And, you know, it just it clicked. And I'm like, I have to pick Reba. She wants you. <laughs> she does. And you're only 16 years old going on this journey. What a what a way to change the the path of your life. Yeah, absolutely. It's been so insane to be on national television in front of a million people and then come back to my town of 68 people. <laughs> oh, is that in was that in your mind when you were performing that there are millions of people watching it or you just have to block that out so you can focus? You know, it was always in the back of my mind, but it was also something I'm like I'm performing for not only people, you know, over you know, TVs and whatever they're watching on. I'm also performing for the people in the audience. So I really wanted to make sure that I connected with the people in the crowd too, to give them a show and the coaches and at the same time, you know, give something to everyone watching. 
What's the lag time? Like, how long do you have to sit on the news that you got chosen by Reba on The Voice where you can tell people that this happened? Like, is it months? Oh, yeah, it was it was months. Uh, it was a very long time. And, you know, ever since I, I did my audition coming back, um, it seemed like every show I did that someone had to say you should go on The Voice. And it was only The Voice. I felt like that was such a sign. I'm like, I don't know. Keep your eyes out, I guess. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, because you can't let the cat out of the bag early or you'll be in some major trubs there, right? Absolutely, yeah. Trubs? Trubs. <laughs> She's making up words on the spot. <laughs> so, Ruby, being 16, I want to dwell on this, and you've got stage presence. Where did that come from? You can't even get into a bar. <laughs> you know what? Um, I have been, ever since being on the show... Everyone's been telling me that I'm an overnight success. But you know what? I've, I've been playing since I was nine years old, doing over 200 shows a year. And to, I, I just I feel like I finally just got my big break. So I'm definitely not an overnight success. And, um, you know, I feel like I've done well because being on the show, I broke a lot of records, actually, for the show. Um, I'm actually the highest-viewed aud- audition on in voice history. Um, I also had the highest votes to move on from the playoffs to the um, to the live rounds on the app. Um, I had a, a 96%, which is the highest I've ever had. And, you know, I just feel really, really proud of myself. And, you know, I, I went viral twice. I was the only artist to go viral. And I actually, on my, on my one of my last songs, I sang Desperado. I actually had to have Don Henley personally sign off on that song for me to sing it. Wow. Um, that is so, so cool. Yeah, it was just insane. So I feel like I just had to get up there and do my best. So, you know, I just do what I do. I'm a, I'm a singer, and that's that's the best I can do. So I got up there and, and proved what I had to prove, and I'm just I'm really happy with my run on the show. But From, again, with over 200 shows, where could you play? Because most clubs are bars. I've been playing in bars for, you know, a while, actually, because me being – a musician, it's easier for me to get in because I'm just performing. I'm I'm there for a job, um, you know, and most of them were restaurants that serve food, so they allowed me to get in. You know, most of the places I played weren't just bars. They were they also serve food, which allows kids in there at a certain time. So, um, yeah, I would say a lot of a lot of those shows. I mean, you're just so mature. I would like trust you with my taxes. I mean, I I, I don't know <laughs> how at 16. You have achieved all of this, but it's pretty remarkable, and you're level-headed, and I feel like you're on a great path, and now you're even going on tour. <laughs> yeah, I am. You know, I, I learned, I, I used to sing with Mickey Gilly, um, you know, when I first sure. started, and he just gave me so much great advice. I learned so much from him. Um, you know, and, and when I started, I did a lot of jam sessions, because, you know, when you first start, you don't get thrown into a show. Um so I was doing a lot of jam sessions, and being nine years old, I was around a lot of adults. Um, and, you know, I, I learned very early on I can't be, you know, acting a fool around, you know, these adults or I won't be invited back and I won't be able to do what I love. So I feel like that's the way that I, you know, had to be mature um, because I just knew when I went in there, it's it's game face, you know, you're mature, you're here with everyone else. Um and, you know, going in, I my very first show was a four-hour show, um, a full set, all from memory. Um, 
So it's just a lot of work goes into it, and I think, you know, a lot of this is where I get my maturity from being on the show. How did the yodeling start? I sound like a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, I saw someone on YouTube yodeling, and I come from the most non-musical family you've ever met. It's honestly sad. Um, (laughs) That's so funny. But, um, you know, I was watching someone yodel and i had no idea what it was and i listened to my dad i'm like dad how do you do that and he's like i have no idea <laughs> so i i kept listening to it and tried to to mimic it as best i could until i could get it and then um you know after running off about three cats and a dog i <laughs> finally figured out that i did it properly i started breaking my voice which is the way to proper yodel um because a lot of people you know, say that the yodel is, but they don't break their voice. They sing the yodel, uh, which a proper yodel is where you break it, where it sounds like there's that, that snap, which is what I do. Um, so it's one of those things, but once I figured out that I had it, I was just, I was stuck on it. I I don't think I'll ever stop yodeling. Yeah, I can't stop yodeling either. Um, <laughs> I, I made reference to this, I think, yesterday, that you also yodeled, and it's it's kind of been a dream of mine. Um, so can I can I talk you into a quick lesson? Of course, I'd love to. So show me what to do, Ruby. <laughs> All right. Um, so it's going to sound really weird, but um, the first thing that I do is when you start, you got to figure out how to break your voice, which is, Breaking your voice, I'll try to say it in, like, the simplest terms, is, like, going from your chest voice to your head voice with skipping the middle. Um, so you're not building up to it. You're just skipping. Like, you're skipping this this note in the middle. Um, so once you do it, you'll some, some people do it where they start from the very bottom and go as high as they can until their voice cracks. And that crack is the yodel. And then you want to start repeating that. So it would be like, eh like that little snap there. Um, and then you start working on vowels and things like that. And then once you do it, you can start doing it faster, like, hey, hey, hey. And then even faster than that, um, obviously. But, um, yeah. I, like I, uh, I really, you know, thanks you for trying. Are you going to try it? Are you going to try it? But I think I need to stick to my, my drums. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, can I be on your new album? Oh, my God. Let's it's just shameless. throw it out there. Can I play drums on your album? I'll meet of you course. at Music Around in St. Charles. We'll do a little playing out there. Have a jam session. <laughs> Hello? Did you hang up? So, <laughs> talk about the new album. Did Reba offer to, to do a tune or something on there? No, um, the, the album is not in works yet. Um, it's something that I'm, I will definitely do it this year. I, I need to get it out this year. Um, you know, after everything that's gone on, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's not in works yet. I'm going to get some of these shows done on this tour and then I'll start, you know, obviously getting into actually working on the album, but yeah, I've, I've got a lot of plans for it. Um, it's something really exciting and it's going to be my first like debut album with, you know, like original songs and original music and, Obviously, I'm going to put some covers from the show on there. I've had a lot of re- requests to cover Long, Long Time and Cowboy Sweetheart, obviously, and put those on there. So we're definitely going to put that on there. And But it's going to be mainly an original album, which I'm really excited for. So I'm glad people can hear some of my originals. 
That is so very cool. How exciting. And how do we find you if we want to come and see you perform in person? Yeah, absolutely. Um, The best way to find out where I'm playing and what I'm doing is by following me on social media, which I'm on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. It's all under Ruby Lee Official. I'm verified on everything. Oh, Um, yeah. I follow you on the gram. I love it. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Um, But it's R-U-B-Y-L-E-I-G-H, official. Um, I also have a website. It's rubyleeofficial.com. But I have a lot of new new shows that are going to be added, and it's going to be really exciting. A lot of new places I've never played at before, and uh, I'm looking to do, like, fairs and festivals. So hopefully we can get some more of those on the books. Um, but, you know, we, we got a lot of exciting exciting stuff going on that I'm, oh, I'm really excited coming. about announcing. The work is coming. Uh, speaking of uh, Reba, and ironically, she had a couple of musicians from St. Louis that were in her band before, that sadly perished in a in a plane crash. But she comes to St. Louis or this area for her talent. Um, working with her, what was that like? Because there's somebody who's been in the entertainment business for a really long time. It was honestly so insane. I, I remember the first time that I walked in to actually work with her um you know it was months after my audition and coming back just being thrown into you know actually getting to talk to her and really know her um very insane um but she's very very knowledgeable i mean as you can imagine um she's been doing it for so long and she's just you know one of the best um you know she's just really such an amazing person and you know she, what I like about her is she's so easy to get along with and she's easy to work with. She's very, you know, like, you know, she's very, you know, all in. She's, she wants to work with you and, you know, she's she knows supportive, what she, probably. What she wants to do. Mm-hmm. Can she yodel? Supportive. Can she, yodel, can she yodel, though? I bet she, she can. can yodel. <laughs> she can. Yeah. Um, wow. She, she does, she kind of sings the yodel. But she does an older style of yodeling, which is, I do kind of a modern style, um, but she does an older style of yodeling. So it's technically a yodel, but we will uh, <laughs> We'll follow you online. We'll check out your shows. We'll get your uh, uh, album when it comes out. Ruby, we're so proud of you, and thanks for making time for us. Yeah, absolutely. I, I appreciate it. I had a great time talking to y'all, and um, hopefully I'll see you at a show sometime. You uh, are a delight. Thanks so much to Ruby Lee from The Voice and from Missouri. We're awfully proud. And also a special thank you to Randy Naughton for coming in to be on Girl Talk today. And thank you for joining us while we're giving out thank yous. We'll meet you back here next week at the same time on the Big 550 KTRS.